It is the only way you will truly have victory. My Padawan. Welcome back to WD MagicCast for the week of October 30th, 2022. This is episode 201. Happy Halloween, everybody, and welcome November. WD MagicCast, the show about the mouse, the marvels, the galaxy, and beyond. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. In this week's show, Dave and I sit down and talk the latest animated show to come out about Star Wars. That's right, we're talking Tales of the Jedi, this six-piece short series of shorts that just debuted on Disney+. Plus. We give you the highs, the lows, and our general thoughts about the show. And we'll be back after these words from our friends and sponsors. Hello there, Disney Marvel's podcast friends. This is Anthony King, host of the new podcast, Force Ghost Conversations. Each week, this show will be your home for cozy, deep dive discussions into all things Star Wars. We will break down the latest news, announcements, movies, TV shows, comics, books, and everything else in a galaxy far, far away. We can be found on every major podcast listening site, and you can also join the conversation with us via Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Force Ghost Conversations. We look forward to having you join us around the campfire then for some Force Ghost Conversations, and may the Force be with you. And now, on with the show. I often say, in Filoni we trust. And that he never seems to let us down. And another prime example came out just this past Wednesday, a week ago, with Tales of the Jedi, six shorts that Dave Filoni said he scribbled on a napkin at a bar somewhere. And some concepts, some backstory ideas for characters that we knew and were established, but we didn't know yet. These stories have now been made their way to Disney Plus. And it's been an experience watching them. I think that's one way to put it. And speaking of someone who's the experience of watching, to discuss the Jedi tales, I have brought along a Jedi Master himself who likes to wield a red lightsaber, though says he is for the good guys. Dave, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well, Matthew. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. Um, yeah, so the Tales of the Jedi came out. It's uh, it's six episodes, and but they're they're sh- shorts, and by shorts it means they're under twenty minutes. Uh, I think the longest one was maybe about fourteen to sixteen minutes, and on the short end, I think twelve. So it, it's they're not very long, um, and I, for me, I'm not sure how you felt on the times. For me, the uh, some of them felt a little, I think even on the short end, they seemed long, maybe because they didn't want to put in that much content. 
and but on some of the other ones that it didn't seem like we it was too short and we could have gotten some more mm. yeah how there, did you feel with the timing the timing for most of them were were pretty much spot on for me but there was just one one of the episodes i wish was maybe about a minute or two longer we'll get into that later but you mm. know i felt short changed in that one because i was like no more you know <laughs> But I think I I might know which one you're talking about. Yeah. So, it, but if I had, you know, one critique, uh, Filoni should have had a longer, a bigger napkin so that he could have did more episodes. <laughs> I, we don't know if he had a second napkin. Uh, I hope he did. Flip that sucker over. Give us some more. <laughs> I'm I'm going to take a guess that you enjoyed these. Oh yeah, yeah. These this this hit it, man. I it. It, it, how do I explain it? It was just, all of them were just intriguing and uh, they didn't skip out on the production value of it. Cause you're thinking, Oh, they're shorts. Maybe they'll skimp out on, you know, graphics or whatever. And it just, everything on the, you know, on high def TVs or whatever. Oh man. It just visually was stunning. I started watching the first one, um, which was the birth of Ahsoka on my phone. And I'm like, oh, that's all right. But I, I, it was late at night. I'm like, okay, I, I'm going to pick this up later. Because it, the beginning of that one wasn't anything really too compelling. Uh, I'll, I'll just pick this up later. So I, I watched the rest of it on my, my big screen TV uh, in the living room, which is it's a 70-inch TV. So you know it, it's, it's quite sizable. Uh, a lot bigger than my phone. Mm-hmm. And... The the details really come across and it just they've come so much they've come so far with the the animation uh quality. Mm-hmm. The characters look relatively the same as um what they do uh characters look in the bad batch, I think. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little more detail. But compared to the early days of the Clone Wars where these characters can be found. Uh, since it follows Ahsoka Tano and from literally from birth mm-hmm. uh, forward, and then you also have Count Dooku um, in his not from his beginnings. He's already a Jedi Master by the time we we see him in this, but kind of his turn, mm-hmm. you know how he gave up uh, gave up being a Jedi to uh becoming the uh, a sith lord because that was never covered in the movies as far as no I know, you, right? you you heard of it you knew of it but you didn't know how and how recent apparently right it really did happen um so the animation for against clone wars is superior mm-hmm. uh, some of the background effects uh the, the one episode when things were on fire mm-hmm. was beautiful yeah absolutely beautiful um so there, there was a number of scenes that just the scenery was really striking yeah and the, the ship that they fly in uh that uh, uh dooku and and mace were flying in in that yes. one episode the way oh my god i don't know what the name of that ship is but it just looks beautiful flying in yeah i was like you know, if Bad Batch season two is filmed in the same kind of quality, man, oh, it, it's good, good stuff. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna say I'm, 
I don't know, but I'm going to guess probably not because I think they would, they're using a different um, animation house. Okay. For Bad Batch versus versus this stuff. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe they, they will be. And if so, then it, good for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, this in this case, this stuff, uh, the animation was was spectacular. The the stories to me lived up to expectations. Actually, went beyond my expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was a little curious how they were going to do it, but it's in chronological order. It, 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 you, and you're watching, you watch the first two, and you don't realize it. But by the time you get to the third one, it's just like okay. I see how this is playing out. Yeah. And it is the, all six of them are, are presented in a chronological order of events and things happening. Um, you know, Dooku is one of those that, yeah, it's become one of those that you, you know, he's, you, you know, he's in the wrong, but you understand why he did the things he did mm-hmm. so he's, he's one of those bad guys I, in some ways i guess you could say thanos is the same way mm. he's not right but he's not completely wrong exactly either. yeah and they managed to explain it in in shorts you yeah. know his turn which is you know phenomenal you know we didn't need a three-hour movie on how count dooku became a sith lord you know <laughs> no no <laughs> but it, it explains a lot of his actions it, it they take key parts of things that were mentioned in Attack of the Clones, and you actually see it play out right. in this. And something I thought, and I, I heard this ahead of time, that these were not necessarily going to be, these are a little more grittier than what we're used to Star Wars being. And I couldn't figure out what they mean meant, but by the time we got to the fourth one which i think was the one that you see dooku um yeah i think fourth one is the sith lord episode yes where uh yeah sith lord where dooku switches over that's kind of brutal yeah yeah well even the the first episode there was like a scene in there too where you were like well that's i don't remember ever seeing that happening in like star wars cartoons uh, it, um you know i don't i don't know if you know the scene of you with the deer oh yeah 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 the 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 hunting yeah um yeah i i was thinking that too and it gave me very much to me about like it felt very like a, a native american setting mm mm-hmm. Um, just the, the way that they were talking about, uh, respecting nature and, you know, this one will feed lots and it, it, you know, it's serving its purpose and, Mm -hmm. you know, things beyond just, you know, well, we, we need to eat. It was, you know, explaining things in a, in a grander scale. Right. Yeah. I didn't have, I had zero issue with it. It was just like, no, okay. This is not usually in Star Wars, but okay. (laughs) No, no, it it was it was very interesting to 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 see, and I'm like, wait a second, the you know, the, the, when the the one thing happened to Ahsoka, and I'm like, okay, how we how are we getting away with that? Mm-hmm. And uh, I I thought it was really cool how that kind of played out, and it, it just it explains why Ahsoka is 
such a powerful character. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just because I mean she is, but it's not something that okay she is, but you you just get more more sense of that character and you know it. it these six episodes, the, or the three that focus on Ahsoka, which is one, five, and six. I, I once I started watching uh, the bits of Clone Wars that she was into, because um, I couldn't watch the whole thing, whenever uh, the season came out. But I, I, so I watched a lot of the stuff that they said were key key episodes. Mm-hmm. Um. Very quickly, she became one of my, if not my favorite character in in Star Wars. And the more I learn about this character from either new stuff or going back and watching old stuff, the better she gets. Yeah, that was when, because I, I mean, I don't probably have all the episodes committed to memory, but I did. I was there from the beginning of Clone Wars to, to the end. And... In the beginning, when she was introduced, we were like, eh, I don't know about this one, you know, because yeah. you still had Obi-Wan, you know, you had Qui-Gon. You yeah, know, the characters they, that you knew and you already right. established with. It's like, who's this new yeah, who's this teenage new, girl that's right. going to be right. but messing as, up and getting in the way? And Right. As the seasons went on, though, you're like, hmm, all right. She, you know, she became that, you know, that, that uh, what do you call it, the pop culture figure or whatever that everybody drew to that, you know, she took off and everybody took a back seat to her almost. <laughs> she, she's, she really is an iconic character. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in a newer sense, cause well, Clone Wars, I guess at this point is what over 10 years. So, Probably. uh, you know, she's now she's been in and around for a little while, but a character that's never been in one of the movies, mm-hmm. right. except for her voice. Um, but physically, the, she's never actually been in, appeared in any of the movies. She only just recently appeared in live action in the second season of Mandalorian. So she's pretty much been limited to the animated scenes. But to, to have such a following um, is just speaks to that character. And you can't really pick out too many weak points um, no. in her presentation. And like I said, and to me, watching the three episodes, I, I guess let's let's focus on her. Um, let's focus on Dooku first, and then we'll come back. Okay. Uh, back to her episodes because hers technically finished out, even though she's got the first one, but she she finishes out the stuff. Um, the Dooku ones, uh, I thought were very methodical in the way that the, my wife. <laughs> Made her Harry Potter reference as she's she's watching and Kim goes to me she goes he sounds like Snape and even the way <laughs> from yeah. Snape from Harry Potter uh, <laughs> even the way that he's drawn and the way yeah. that he is the draw you know the, the draw of how he speaks and says his words is very much uh, that of the character of Snape from the Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it, it's, it's quite funny, but mm-hmm. it, it's, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, just looking at the way that his face was even drawn in in the second episode, I'm like, yeah, he, he, yeah that that's, you know, no facial hair, clean shaven, you know, it's just, it was just a different, it was him, but it the was shape just of different. the nose, yeah. 
um yeah he it's it's very much um so i i like i had to double check i'm like well no he, he couldn't be um oh i'm forgetting the yeah i forgot the guy's name um i'm trying to look it up here quickly who are you trying to think of the the actor who played him the uh oh here he is uh alan rickman that's who it is okay like he couldn't be alan rickman because well he's dead mm-hmm. um it, it's uh <sighs> But the the guy who was voicing him actually did such a uh, such a great job. I have uh, Corey Burton. Corey Burton. Yeah. I don't know. That's who I got up on mine. Yeah, Corey Burton voices him. He, uh, well, he does a couple characters. Um, have, look at Corey Burton's line of work. So Corey Burton, besides Dooku and the Armed Villager, whichever one that was. In uh, in Tales of Jedi, uh, Mickey Mouse Funhouse, he does a he does um, primarily Ludwig von Drake and uh, and Dale, but um, I mean, and that's what he's done for a number of the animated stuff. Uh, Count Dooku in the Lego stuff, Book of Boba Fett, he voiced Cad Bane. Wow, uh, New Animaniacs. Mm. He does some work in there. Uh, Bad Batch, Cad Bane again, uh, Gob Guile, uh, DuckTales, Zuberg Von Drake, Looney Tunes is a ghost, okay. Uh, Kingdom Hearts, he's Yin Sid, and Ansem the Wise, Phineas and Ferb, he did a few bits on there. Going back to Clone Wars, uh, Cad Bane, Nick's card, uh, Lord Tyrannus, Count Dooku, uh, numerous characters from there. Um, what else here? Ralph breaks the internet. He's grumpy. What's he really? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this guy has got such the um, the resume. Yeah, it, it's it's. I mean, and it's funny that did you say that I can kind of with the Cad Bane. If, if you would have told me that it was the same, I would have said no. But now, that, you know, it couldn't be. But now I can kind of see the, you know, it's just a different angle of the voice. But you could tell it might be the same guy doing it now. Let me knock your socks off. 1986. He did a right. movie that you and I saw. OK. He's Spike from Transformers. <laughs> My God, how old is this dude? Uh, born in '55. Wow. Okay. So, Corey Burton. <laughs> I mean, he he goes back. And that's oh, what I like, said. The the resume for him wow. is spectacular. The picture I'm looking at, he don't look like he because that's what he's in his late sixties, early seventies. He don't look like it. Well, that that one's that picture from. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you you look up at uh, if I go back to Harry Potter, um, look up Richard Harris's picture, just to prove a point. Uh, 
Richard Harris, who was born in 1930. That picture is not of a. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, they're not necessarily the most up to date pictures. Mm. But it, the voice casting is pretty much everyone from Clone Wars. So Ashley Eckstein re, re, uh, reprises the roles as Sokotano. D. Bradley Baker does every clone uh, and a few others. Ian McDermott actually does make his is uh, in this as his characters. Um, I'm surprised they got Liam Neeson. Yeah. That was uh, that was a surprise, but that again a welcome surprise. Yes. Um, you know he James Arnold Taylor as Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Terrence C. C. Carlson, Mace Windu. So it, it's besides Liam Neeson, uh, it's pretty much everybody. Oh, Bryce Dallas Howard was uh, Yaddle. I didn't realize that Bryce Dallas Howard. Mm. I didn't know that. So, yeah, um, great voice casting. Uh, so all, all the voices sound right because they are right. Uh, but yeah, no. Besides, I mean, Count Dooku, um, very methodical, very. I want to say logical, in his decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, which it, it kind of makes it strange, but when you you. You follow the progression of his character and the logic of what's going on. He seems to catch on to things not being right, particularly with the Senate, before everyone else does. And he wants to try and rectify that. Not realizing that he ends up being part of the problem. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, in, you know, not fixing the problem. And at that point, it was kind of too late, but it kind of always explains why him and the Emperor always seem to have kind of are at odds, aren't, you know, the Emperor and Darth Maul. Okay, you know, the, the, you can see that, you know, the, the Emperor and Vader. Mm-hmm. But Dooku always seemed to be like the outsider. Yeah. And it was like, okay, why was that? And this this really does explain it. Um, in well, yeah, because well, well, it wasn't. It's usually like you, you had the emperor and the apprentice. So mm-hmm. it was, you had the emperor and Maul, but you had Dooku out there. So it's like, how is Dooku a Sith Lord when you you know what I mean? Because there's usually only one, but there's two. You know, so he he was kind of like, I don't know. He was out there. I don't think he bought into the whole Sith Lord stuff. 100%. No, and and you do get a sense of that in this is that yeah. he, he is not choosing to be a Sith Lord. He's choosing to try and stop the Senate from doing what what's going on, not realizing that who is helping him is who you know the person that's actually causing yeah. the problems. Yep, yep. Um, he kind of gets caught into you know sucked into the trap of that all, but. Yeah, you, you get a sense that he you know he he doesn't want to be a Sith Lord, but he doesn't you know it, and he gets into it late in the game. Mm-hmm. It's like I think he was torn. He wanted change, 
but he didn't know how to go about it, I think. You know what I mean? And he just got pulled to that side. And that right. was, you know what I mean? That that led him in that direction. So. Yeah, because the constant theme was that, you know, the Jedis are just puppet of the Senate. Right. And he believed in that as well. Um, and then when you kind of go back and think about the prequels, you kind of can see that angle. Mm-hmm. That the, the Senate was controlling the, the Jedi and they were just kind of doing what the Senate um, wanted them to do, even though they felt they were independent, but it's like not fully. Yeah. So you do kind of almost get that angle. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was very interesting to get not so much full backstory of you know, him becoming a Jedi and whatnot, but him why he did what he did to end up how he ended up and where he ended up. I still just haven't figured out where he got that big ship with all the sails. I don't Uh, (laughs) know. No idea. (laughs) Because every time you see him other than besides uh, the end of Attack of the Clones, he's never in that ship. (laughs) Like, okay, this is is the ship you see with him in the movie. That's his iconic ship, but you never see it otherwise. Yeah, yeah. But they, and and with his like they they did do a good job of like showing his uh, battle with his inner demons like you know when he was choking out the senator you're sitting there going up yep there's the dark side pulling him yep. in to wanna you know to do that but and then he you know snap out of it thanks to that did you know that was Qui Gon yeah in, ep- in the second episode I had no I'm like who's this who's this dude because it wasn't the voice. And I, I couldn't recognize who – I'm like, who's this random Jedi? And then when he called him Qui-Gon, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I I knew because I remember reading the description saying, you know, uh, um, Dooku and his apprentice Qui-Gon. So I, I, oh, I, okay. I knew ahead of time. Um, otherwise, no, I wouldn't have. Because mm. it, it, just the way – like, okay, structurally, maybe kind of mm-hmm. – like, Liam Neeson's quite buff as a younger. <laughs> yeah, it didn't look yeah. like him, but in the, in in the the next, I think it was the next one, right? Uh, or yeah. it was the four, or fourth the, one. It totally looked like him. I'm like, yes, there's Qui Gon. <laughs> well, the fourth, well, because there's a lot of time jumping in this. That was the fourth one. Yeah, the Sith Lord. That's where Qui Gon looked like Qui Gon. Yeah, because he's not in. Third one. He's referenced in the third one, but in the fourth right, but he's one, he's not in it. Yeah, because it was Mace, it was Mason, him, and Dooku. Yeah, um, yeah, because in the fourth one, you start off the middle of Phantom Menace, and then you end in Attack of the Clones. So mm-hmm. it, there's a there's a couple year gap there. Because yeah. like when he he's standing outside the tree, I'm like, well, why is he talking that way? Yeah, yeah. I found myself with the timeline. I, at the beginning of every episode, I'm sitting there going, okay, when is this? And I was like, yeah, fine. <laughs> so yeah, it it got a little, it threw me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they did again, and they didn't do it. I don't think they did it in six, but they did it in five. Mm-hmm. Um. Where there, there's a couple of jumps there. Yes. Uh, but I think they they did it a little better in the in the uh, fifth episode in uh, Practice Makes Perfect. But we'll get to that one in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so all, all, 
all overall the Count Dooku um three episode um I thought was a very nicely done arc. Uh it's you get the action, you get the a lot of the, the story, the methodical, the the reasoning, and you, you could you understand where he was going with things and why he ended up where he did and how um he did, and because even in in Attack of the Clones, he goes to to uh, Obi Wan. He's like, "Oh, it, it's it's not me though. Yeah, it's all these other guys, and this other thing um, going on. But it, it's not really me. Yeah, and he's he's kind of right. Mm. Well, in Episode Three too, they also he gets uh, shunned with the seat at the Council. You know what I mean? Yep. So that that pushed him. That pushed him even further away because he felt like I'm assuming he felt like he got snubbed from that where he should have been considered over Mace, you know, so that that there's your little I'm getting one step closer to going red. <laughs> yeah, but, and that's the same thing that happened to Anakin. Mm. You know, he, he wanted to be a part True. of the council. Oh, I've, I've earned my spot. No, you haven't. Yeah. And then in the fourth, the fourth episode. They answered the question that uh, Wimmer and how they were wondering wh- wh- why the data, where the data was about. Um, yep. Camino. They thought that Sifo-Dyas did it. Now they answered that 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 you know Count Duke was actually the one that erased that stuff. Snuck, snuck in. He used Sifo-Dyas's code into the yep. computer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's the one that wiped it out. It, that's yeah. why I said you know they add in those little bits mm-hmm. um, that really tie into the movies. And you know, such attention to that fine detailing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we even found out where Qui-Gon Ginn was born. Did we? I must have yeah. missed that part. Where was it? Um, it was just after that, whenever he's standing in front of the tree and he goes, you know, Qui-Gon was born oh, on Coruscant, right. uh, right. Planet of Steel and stuff. That's right, that's the, right. The only time, you know... I used to bring him here in front of this tree, and this is how mm-hmm. he, you know, first got to learn of nature. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, it just some really nice touches to the, uh, to his story. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you got a nice little battle with, uh, Yaddle. Yeah, that, that was, <laughs> I was just, I couldn't help but think, like, you really had, he really ended up battling a lot of whatever species Yoda in Yaddle. Yeah, a, a species <laughs> undefined. Yeah. <laughs> species that we still don't have a name for. Maybe next season. Yeah. Um, that, uh, you know, in some of the same moves and stuff, but it's, uh, that, that was, it, it was cool to watch, but you knew kind of where it was going to end up. Yeah. And that was, Kind of brutal. Yeah, I was kind of hoping she made it. <laughs> yeah, like, well, maybe she escaped or something like that. Yeah, because I saw the ship. I'm like, all right, she's gonna do a Jedi like jump over to her ship and fly away. Right, that's what you I know? thought. Or you know, <laughs> just kind of um, pull, a, or where they were battling on the edge there, kind of pull a Mace Windu and, and get blown off, and we never see him. Right. Yeah. So we we don't know what happened. Um, but yeah, that that didn't happen, and. Yeah, we 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 definitely know what happened to Yaddle. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Yes. <laughs> we I almost knew, I, I almost wish that long enough. Yeah, the the door. I wish that was the because like it ended. It was cool that she came back and raised it and all that stuff like that. But you know, why do that if if 
you know, she's just going to get taken out two seconds later. <laughs> well, because you're just exhausted. I think that that spent all the strains of energy that she had left to, to yeah. save herself there. But uh, all, all for naught. Mm-hmm. But it it was, I guess, I guess that that really, you know, and, and putting in the the grinning emperor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just seeing okay, things are going my way. Yeah. I'm getting what I want. Look, mm-hmm. I have I have corrupted another one. I, yeah. You know, it's just like so creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, like I said, Filoni nailed it all, man. He, he, in, in these little shorts, he gave you everything that you needed, you know? Oh, absolutely spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, anything else you wanted to mention about Dooku before we switch over to Ahsoka? Uh, I think that will do. I, I think that'll do. Yeah. I just found it funny. Like he went from clean shaven to beard to, you know, like the facial features kept changing. So, you know, it, it, it was you know, again, that's a part of the timeline, and you know, Qui Gon going from young Qui Gon to like full blown like Jedi Knight Qui Gon was pretty sharp, you know. So, yeah. But the, that arc, it, it was it was awesome. Uh, you know, I, I wanted more, but I was glad we got what we got because in a short amount of time, they answered a lot of not plot holes, but they added to a lot of the plot that has already happened for stuff that maybe you might have had a random question. You know, I wonder what that was about. Or what, and then, boom, here's your well, answer. Who really did get rid of the Hig uh, Camino from... Yeah, exactly. So, you know, they, they, they added to the story without messing with the story. 100%, yes. You know, this, you know the stuff with that we knew, they, they added to it. They, they didn't take away or mess with it too, you know, too much or alter, alter anything. They, they really just added to it. Uh, so that, that again, spectacular, um, Filoni is just spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, so going with Ahsoka now again, episode one literally is the birth of Ahsoka. <laughs> she, yeah. you know, you, the first thing you say, Oh, Ahsoka has just been born. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you, you follow the progression. And like you said, you, you get the whole, uh, the mother with the hunting and then, uh, that giant saber tooth tigerish thing, yeah, which was takes cool, Ahsoka dude. away, yeah. and just to say, show show that the animation for this is on a whole nother level. The animation and the directing is on a whole nother level for these shorts. The focus on the eyes in the forest mm. between mm-hmm. the eyes of the of Ahsoka and the eyes of the the beast. Mm-hmm. And nothing is said verbally. Mm-mm. Nope. But you you get this communication and understanding of at first you don't know what's happening, but then you you quickly pick up mm-hmm. what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all just through the eyes. Everything else is shadowed out. Yeah. You just have these two eyes. Yeah. Communicating <laughs> with each other. That's it's what he just, said. It. Good. Good spectacular <laughs> the eyes i got from that saber tooth was like you're lucky you have jedi powers because i yes. was going to eat you <laughs> yes <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's like i'm like what she's riding the thing back and th- yeah. there she is riding Boom. it <laughs> yeah like that's just she's oh she's just something else <laughs> yeah that was one of the like he is a cool 
uh, I wish we could see more of him of that saber tooth, but I doubt it. But it just looked yeah. awesome on the screen. <laughs> I mean, that that thing's you don't want to mess with that. I mean, that, no. and her mother fighting that thing with the mm-hmm. you know just the knife. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, she's a goner. Yeah. But, uh, okay. No, she's she stuck around. She, the, yeah, you know, she she that there that's a tough tribe that she's from. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it was nice to see, you know, the uh, you know her tribe or her family and all that. It was a cool little beginning story for her. Um, and you had like the the shaman. I guess so she's a yeah, shaman lady yeah. or whatever. You know, Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, you're right. She 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 is for some yeah. period of time. Yeah. Um, and then you get the Dooku stuff. You you jump the timeline until she's she's older and uh, shows up in episode five. Uh, practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. And a lot happens and not much happens. Right. In that, I'm trying, yeah, the best way to describe it is it's trial by fire. And it really helps develop how she got so well practiced. And, mm-hmm. you know, into. The the master swordsman she she eventually became and just such a uh, so much focus. Was that supposed to be like how she went from the? Because uh, just watching that episode, she started with the one saber. Yes. And then as she progressed, she got the she finally took on the second saber. So was that like her introduction to her fighting style with two sabers? Did you catch that or no? Or is that yeah, am I, I just I reading too much into that? that? I did catch that, and there, there's the two time jumps in that. So you have the first part of that where she's at the Jedi Temple and she just does the little target droids that she's fighting right. with, and Anakin's like, "Well, you know that every Jedi does it. You're not every Jedi, and yeah. I'm, I do. You're my pupil, you know, my, my Padawan. You, you're going to learn better." Yeah. And so we had the the clones working on that, and then. So she she's getting literally stunned from the clothes constantly. <laughs> He's like, "Get up, the suit again! Yeah, well, you're, 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 out, uh, you're, you're out for hours and and whatnot." You're starting to wake and up then, a little faster. <laughs> yeah, she she gets zapped and then you know you see her get up and then if you're not paying attention, you may not realize that they're in a different setting. Mm. Yeah, that last scene, yeah, I, that's where it got obvious that they were moving around, yeah. Right. Um, and then that's where she all of a sudden now has the two sabers. Mm-hmm. So, and she's, but it's showing that she's still, she's still practicing. She knows that she's not, she need, still needs to prepare for something that's coming. Mm-hmm. Not knowing what, and Anakin's there the whole time, um, watching over her. And that she's been cut such a, this has become not a test, but a discipline Mm -hmm. that like great athletes who to perfect their craft of playing their sport, like the Messi's, the um, Ronaldo's, the Brady's, um, Josh Allen's of the world, uh, 
that they are out there. They could do it a hundred times. And it's still not good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, I, I made through this ball a hundred times and hit my mark every time, but it's still not good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, cause Rex throws a line that, Oh, you lasted five and a half minutes or something like that. Yeah. This one time until it took us longer. She's like, all right, let's do it again. Do it again. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, that that's a brief moment that they, they, they switch to a scene that if you haven't watched the final season of Clone Wars, you're not going to understand it. Um, and that's the order 66 moment. Yeah. Where she's actually, she finally got through the Rex and he walks her into the, the clone army. Um, and I forget exactly how it plays out that she, she gets out of that. Yeah. Obviously but, she survives. I forgot myself. It's been a while. Yeah. Since I mean, obviously she survives because she shows right. up in rebels. Exactly. But, uh, it's, it's, you know, everything was to prepare for that moment. Yeah. And then you get episode six, which takes place between clone wars and, uh, rebels. Where she's on, yeah, because it's it explains how she ends up where we meet her in Rebels. Because now at this point she's removed herself from everything. She's in complete hiding and whatnot, and she slips up, makes a mistake, and I think you get to meet one of the. But wasn't in Rebels? Wasn't she still like not defiant? But wasn't she still standoffish about being a Jedi and all that stuff? Like it's been a long time since I've seen Rebels. Even at the end of Clone Wars. She's right. Like, I'm not a Jedi. That I I do not bear that title. Okay. And um yeah, cuz the last season of Clone Wars, you know, she she cuz this is after the Jedi um really exiled her. Okay. And then they tried to welcome her back and she said, "Nope, you kick me out. I'm done." So he didn't I, fast forward it as far as um like the Mandalorian or nothing, right? No. No, Cause because that's that's kind of where my brain went. I was like cuz when um Bail Organa was like, you know, oh, you are you ready to fight? And she said, yes. I thought that's, you know what I mean, leading into that. That's what I because thought. Because it's it's Bail Organa. Yeah. He, he's dead by the uh, by episode four of uh, Star uh, New Hope. Yeah. So you know, he dies halfway through that movie. We never knew he existed. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it, it 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 has to be Rebels because Rebels right. takes place okay. before right, right, New right. Hope. Um, where was I going? So, yeah, at the end of season four of Clone Wars, she is, you know, fighting the fact that, okay, I'm not a Jedi anymore, but it keeps following her mm-hmm. yeah. to, to do the right thing. Okay, you may not be a Jedi anymore by title, but your heart mm-hmm. is a Jedi. Your heart, your heart of, of has a you know, is the heart of a Jedi, uh, and we we see an Inquisitor that I don't think we've ever seen before. Never seen him, and, and he is the nastiest, scariest Inquisitor yet. And this is the part where I don't know if you agree. This is where I wish I had like two minutes more, because just like was uh, who had the Inquisitors, Boba uh, Boba Fett, no uh, uh, Kenobi. Had the Inquisitors. Kenobi had the Inquisitors, yep. 
where they they didn't have them in there as much as we would have liked. Same thing here. That dude was fantastic. I loved him. <laughs> I think that the they're all brilliant, and each one gets better and better and better. That is six is definitely the best episode. Mm-hmm. And no, I disagree with you. I don't want another two minutes of it. Uh, I want I another like just, ninety just, minutes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but these are shorts, Matt. <laughs> these are shorts. I, I wanted no, I want like another five minutes of that battle. Yeah, that's it. Like, give me like I don't. I guess she doesn't have a saber, but pull a saber somewhere and fight fight him for for a minute or whatever. You know, that was. Well, way I was expecting quick. a little more of going back to Kenobi, the battle that happened there where it was kind of like a chase a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Right. That she did something like that, like through the fire and stuff that, yeah. in, you know, a little more of a chase, a little more conflict. But you know, again, you get the sense of the power that she has. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he comes the way that he drags that saber in the ground. Mm, yeah. Just and I, so raw. And just I didn't know who that dude was until I saw the blade. I'm like, who is this guy? Oh, now I know who that is. <laughs> yeah. he was, he was one of the inquisitorial staff. Who mm. he is, we don't know. What, no clue. Brother we'll he never is. know. <laughs> at, at some point, someone's going to come out. Oh, this is so-and-so and this and that. Right. Um, yeah, but he was one nasty. Oh, yeah. He was cool. <laughs> just the voice and just he was just voice, evil man stature yeah uh yeah it's like oh yes the the, the one farmer's like but i called you i should be rewarded yes yeah. you will be rewarded <laughs> here comes a reward yeah. and he was just gonna run him through yeah <laughs> yeah oh and, man and then you know she shows up and, you know, again, the fire in that was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yep. It just, it, but it enhanced that scene so, so much. And that was just such a beautiful moment, you know, and he does the, you know, he, he knights both sides of the lightsaber yep. and he's yeah. just coming at her and he's like, you're unarmed, Jake, you're going down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he swings and she just goes, nope, not today. And he knew, like, he knew who, her name. He called her Ahsoka Tana. So like, you can't be. You're supposed to be dead. You're not her. That can't be happened. Yeah. But you're Ahsoka. Yeah. And she's like, you're right. <laughs> so it, I, I get, well, because the Inquisitors were out there where they, they were searching for all Jedis, right? That were out there. Right. Okay. So then they knew, I guess they had their registry of which Jedis were still out there. So she had a bit on that list of people then. We we have a class attendance list from the uh, check them off from the the temple from when you were all in school. We know who's left. We know who we got. We know who's left. Yeah. Ahsoka, Ahsoka, uh, no, Bueller, Bueller. Uh, but yeah, that was phenomenal. So just on a hold, it's it's nice that they're the short snippets. Because it plays really fast, uh, it's it's smooth, it's fast. You don't get a burdened down by anything excess other than the story that you need to to hear. If anything, I'd say the first one was a little on the slower side. That there wasn't as much of the development in there 
because it was oh as a baby she was already displaying jedi powers it's like okay we 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 spent 14 minutes on that yeah but in hindsight it it's cool to see Mm -hmm. but it wasn't i think as compelling as everything else that followed right but but i think you know how it had beautiful moments in that Right, but how that episode ended, I think, picked up for the slow start of that. Um, so, but I do agree that the beginning of that first episode was a little bit of a slow burn for I don't know what was it, nineteen minutes? But no, not even. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I I think that's what it said on Disney Plus. It was nineteen minutes, but it was a yeah. But still, it it ended it ended great with the tiger, and it it just moved on from there. And you get this beautiful image of baby Ahsoka with this giant beast luring mm-hmm. over it, and she's just touching his nose. Yeah. 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 And that, that, that's just such a great image. Mm-hmm. And, and not only is it just a, a visually in itself beautiful, it actually is very symbolic of the life ahead of her. That here's this, because she's always a small statured character. Mm-hmm. This small statured, relatively pure hearted character. And there's always this beast, this danger looming that's so much larger than her, yeah. looming in front of her, and she faces it without fear. Mm-hmm. And that's, that is standard, that is the the essence of Ahsoka Tano through every time that we meet her. Yes. You know, through the arc of her character that she is she is very much pure of heart. She is always thinking of the good. And whatever is placed in front whatever the trial is at the in front of her, she goes in it without any fear, without any hesitation to to face it. Whether it be the Inquisitors, Vader, um, whoever else, you know, the whole clone army, mm-hmm. Order 66, <laughs> Darth Maul, mm-hmm. the Mandalorians, you know, she, she doesn't really, she doesn't back down. She, she, she holds her head high and just in, in goes at it. And that's what I think, like I said, what makes her so easy to become attached to and cheer for yeah i'm curious with her character do they i mean this is going off of of, uh, you know away from this series but what's the end game for ahsoka tano you know are they ever going to get to that will filoni ever show that she passes or that she just goes into hiding you know that that's the one thing about her character i've always wondered you know Um, that is honestly a good question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at this point, we don't know because we 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 run into that. Um, with you know, at the end of Rebels, she disappears. Mm-hmm. Um, Clone Wars that that's a whole nother story because in Clone Wars she doesn't. The series gets canceled without getting the ending and then when the ending comes around and you know yeah, it's yeah, yeah. after the fact and, mm-hmm. and 
all that. So you, you really can't go off of that. Um, you know, what's going to happen in Ahsoka when that comes out in a year? Mm-hmm. I want to say I'm I'm trying to look it up. Um, but it's uh, um, sometime next year. I thought it was coming out. I, I believe so. I thought it was after Bad Batch. Like Bad Batch Two was coming, and I thought Ahsoka was after that. I could be March wrong. March twelfth. Yep. There you go. Yep. March twelfth of next year. So we got uh, five months. Mm-hmm. Five months till that comes out. Um, and it's it, from my understanding, it's it's going to follow in from uh, really follow up Clone Wars, and it, it's you know because you you got the cast of Clone Wars in it. Yeah, uh, not Clone Wars, uh, Rebels in it. Rebels, following yeah. up Rebels. Um, so what happens to her? We don't know, but it's. I don't think we're done with this character, and I don't think we're going to be done with this character for a while. No, no, and I'm. Uh, hey, I'm not saying I, I want her to go away. I'm just curious because that's just that one main character that we don't. We don't have like a, an end game for her. We don't know what happens to her character. Well, I think that's that's kind of the beauty of it. That yeah. you know, for once we actually have a you know a character and a beloved character that's now been around for a while. We don't know what happens to him. Yeah, in the Skywalker universe, and we have right. no clue what the heck happens to her. <laughs> Which is, I think it's kind of like, it's a like kind of the beauty of like um, Mandalorian Dejarin. We don't know what happens to him. We yeah. we. Don't know where he came from. We're we're learning where he came from. Right. Here's but here's a character in a universe and everything that the only thing we know is that he's a Mandalorian, he's got the armor, and he was a bounty hunter because Mandalorians mm-hmm. are bounty hunters. Right. But maybe not. So mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in yeah. a way it, and which what's good about that is it gives them the keys to do whatever. They have an open playground to do whatever they want with these characters. They're not confined like Kenobi. You're confined to the to the script of you know, we can't really screw around too much because you got the new hope. We yeah, don't want to change it. middle and end and, you know, okay, we can plug in some bits and pieces here, but you are you have a very, very definitive end. Right, exactly. Very definitive beginning. And so much written already. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're, we're limited here. In, I was, and I was, I was talking to somebody about Star Wars that who, who's a little more newer to everything. And you kind of knew of the movies, as explained, but there is so much more. Well, I never watched the animated stuff. I said, what's nice about the animated stuff and and kind of what's going on with Star Wars now is that you're you're going beyond the movies. You know, you're in this galaxy that so much has happened. So much is going on at the same time. And we've only small, we've seen a lot, but it's still only a small piece of the entire puzzle mm-hmm. of, you know, the Empire, you know, the main parts of the Empire we've seen in the movies. But there's all this other stuff with the Empire that's going on that we haven't been exposed to. And that we're learning through these secondary things like the animated series, through, you know, the Clone Wars animated series, uh, Rebels animated series. Oh, Bad Batch. And I say because we were oh, that's we were talking about Andor. 
Okay. And how she said, oh, it's kind of interesting to see a, a fledgling empire. It's something you know, we haven't heard of, you know, seen so much. I said, well, you're right. We, we see it also in Bad Batch, where you're getting a lot of sense of that, that this is something that, you know, we knew the empire was this big, bad and overhanging thing, but we didn't see how it came about. And right. Andor's giving us experience, exposure to it. Bad Batch's exposure. I said, you know, this the symbolism of or the the references to the connection of the empire and like the Nazis and all that type of stuff is very apparent in these situations. And she she agreed with me. And you know, like I said, the these animated parts really give additional information and explore parts of the galaxies that we haven't seen before and fill in a lot more of the overall story of what's going on mm-hmm. you know and then you, you know and that's not even getting into the books right um you know like the acolyte series which i believe is supposed to be part of the uh, during the old republic i'm really excited for that because again that's something that particularly on film I use that term loosely. Right. We haven't gotten to see, but we've heard so much about it. But now we, you know, to finally see it and experience it, see what things were were like then and how things uh, went on, um, is it, you know, very exciting. And as I, I said, um, on previous episodes, it's very exciting now to be uh, a fan of Star Wars because there is so much new content expanding. You know, it, it is now taking a life on beyond nine movies. Right, and and the thing is too is like you 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 wonder will they ever make another Star Wars movie? Will we ever see another motion picture? You know, in the theaters again after you know, let's be honest the. The uh, sequel trilogies were were not really well received, so especially by myself. <laughs> but the, fair enough. But we've the, discussed this, right? The, the, but the better storytelling has been, com- in my opinion, has been coming from these animation shows, uh, Clone Wars, uh, Rebels, all you know, and the Mandalorian. All these. I don't know if it's because they have a longer. Uh, 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 time period, not time period, but they have more time to make these episodes to explain the stories more. That 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 to me, it's more entertaining than trying to push out a movie in two hours. You understand what I'm saying or not? <laughs> no, I, I understand completely. And this has been my argument, even with the the Marvel uh, Disney Plus series, is that you're not confined to two and a half, maybe three hours. You're you're getting six. Or six plus hours. I mean, you're, you're almost, for instance, Black Panther Two almost has a three hour runtime. Yes. So you're going to get a fair amount of content out of that, factoring out twenty five minutes of it is credits. Mm-hmm. Hawkeye ran six hours, so you're getting twice as much story, being able to be time to tell a story and tell a more complete story and more of what's going on than you do in black Panther uh, Wakanda forever. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so I that's where I think a lot of these these limited series, these Disney Plus series, have the benefit of of time to be able to tell a fuller story and more of what's going on. Will we ever get another Star Wars movie? Yes, they are really pushing to get another Star Wars movie going. Uh, they have the Taika Waititi stuff that they're they're trying to to get going, um, and it's he said it's going to be a, a non Skywalker mm-hmm. film. It's going to be the first not really non Skywalker uh, touched movie. Right, and at this point, at at this point, you have to move away from that, you know. And and that's and that's his argument is that you yeah. know we everything else is is you know the Skywalker part, and whatever you know is within the you know Rogue One. Okay, no, there's no Skywalkers in, it, but it's still part of that whole timeline. Yeah. Exactly. Same with yeah. thing with Andor. There's no Skywalker, in it, but it's during the Skywalker section. It's in that tunnel right for lack uh lack of better terms of the tunnel or conduit that is surrounding by the the skywalker you know it follows it plugs right into one of the skywalker movies right um and this i say there is so much more that's happening in the galaxy we get glimpses and and bits of it you know we we got glimpses in boba fett of the a little bit of the underworld um mandalorian has explored outside of it we're going back to uh man um mandor in the the uh this upcoming season that was explored in clone wars so we're we're getting exposures of, of stuff that's happening on other planets outside of the area what else is going on uh bad batch touched on a, a lot of that as well and and so is rebels but we're we haven't really left again this tunnel that is the Skywalker series. You know, right. we're we're getting glimpses of that. There's things outside of there, but we haven't really taken the leap to get yeah. away from it. They haven't pulled the trigger to move on, right? So, but I mean, will I watch the movie? Obviously, I'll watch the movie. But yeah. for the time being. The products that they're pumping out on Disney Plus, all the series, I'm enjoying the heck out of them. And it, it, it scratches the itch. And if that's the route they go, that's fine. But I would like to see just a total, not a reboot, but just move away from the Skywalker. Let's let's start a new trilogy based on something else, you know, yeah. a different Jedi or whatever, you know. Or I mean, I, I'd hate to say no Jedi because I don't know how that would play out to be Star right. Wars without without a Jedi, yeah, without a Force had, wielder. We've had it to some extent. Like uh, Solo didn't have a Jedi in it, um, but you, you're following a character that you you knew, and there's the association and, and everything. So that right. is, yeah, um, Andor. Okay, Andor again doesn't have Jedi in it that, that I've seen yet, but. There's the association because of Death Star. And right, I, you know, exactly. It, it, so, you know, it, it's they're not in it, but there's still enough connection that they are, you know, mm-hmm. kind of type of thing. Um, you know, skeleton crew. Don't know what's going to happen in there. I mean, really don't know anything about that. Right, but could you make a movie 
like say you, you you fast forward it, I don't know, a hundred years past the Skywalker, and then sit there and go, just say the the Jedi's were a thing of the past, a myth or whatever, and you start a new. Could you actually pull off a new Star Wars trilogy without having anybody with with the Force powers that everybody's used to 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 watching and looking forward to seeing? You know, because now you're taking away the lightsaber battles and all that stuff. You right. Know? And that's why I'm saying it, it. It would be it's a, a be a little weird to do that. As much as I, I I'm all for it. Um, to completely have no Jedi. Ideally, in my head, ideally in my head, what I would like to see is not something that's fast forward a hundred years or reverse a thousand years. Right. Let's make a movie that runs parallel to New Hope. You have the Empire, the the big bad Empire hanging on, so you already have the established bad guys. So keep it in the same timeline. Yeah. But with a different story. I got you. Okay. From a different point, you know, yeah. we know what's happening in this small segment where Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and Darth Vader all are in this one you know, small section of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. But it's a galaxy. Mm-hmm. It's a very large place. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, and, in this galaxy. Right. In this <laughs> part of the galaxy. Right. You know, second star to right straight on to morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, you know, in the Empire's hands and fingers were everywhere. You know, we oh, the, you know this was in the outer rim. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's going on the other side of the outer rim? Because it's more than just Tatooine in the outer rim. You know, you have all these other planets. And we can establish a story, especially, like I said, if you still use the Empire. You, you, you've you relatively established your bad guy. So you, you come up with a, a new character, a general, you know, commander, general, whoever. Whoever, yeah. Um, and then you follow your hero who is say a prisoner and trying to escape out and kind of like a Robin hood type of character, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I, that would, I think, I think that would play out well, who, you know, escapes and helps the people that are being oppressed by the empire and sneaking around stealing supplies and giving it to and you know boosting up a planet or a, a sector or whatever. Um, and I think that would fit in. And again, it's it's very Star Wars without having to be burdened by the Skywalker signal. Right. Uh, it and it gives you more of what's going on in this this giant galaxy uh that we we know and we don't know mm-hmm. i mean I don't, I don't know if that makes sense to you but yeah no it does it does i you know it's just how it's how would that be received from you know the fan base it, that's that's the trick because yeah, you know me man star wars fans are a little and that's fickle. why i'm saying if, <laughs> you know you stick with part of the timeline that you know you you don't reset it you don't change the bad guy so Mm -hmm. you you keep a common element right because if you change everything then what do you got 
yeah. you know, it's, it's Star Wars by name and, and no other recognition. So you keep a common element to to make your audience feel like, OK, this is my my galaxy. This is my Star Wars because it's, yeah. you know, it's the Empire or it's the First Order or who which whichever time frame that you're using, you use the same overall big bad of the of you know the over you know um so you, you use that to establish your audience and then you can build your characters off from there and and go from there um but as long if there's you need a a connective thread outside of the skywalker so in this case again it would be it because if you think about it that's what Mandalorian did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. All new characters, all new segments, but you have a Mandalorian, which is an established mm-hmm. character. You know, Boba Fett, best known, but then you also have the the ones from uh, the animated series. Mm-hmm. But so okay, you have a little bit. But even though the it's post Empire, you still have the empire there right yeah. and it had no jedi in it until they showed luke at the end of that one but it the show was great before luke even made an appearance well, ahsoka showed up first oh yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> well whatever you know what i mean yeah but yeah it's still at the same point you know the yeah. whole first season you you went without a jedi exactly and um, everybody but, loved it everybody you know from the, you know exactly but but to my point you had your connective tissue. You had your common element in this case being the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The bad guy, the bad guy. And I use that term loosely. It's not, you know, one specific character. It, the bad guy being the, the empire, the, right. the overarching um, antagonist being the empire, not a specific character. And you, then you just pull a character out of that. Um, you know, the, in that case it was the, the doctor. And then, uh, Moff Gideon. Um, so you, and then you you build off of that, and that's what they did, and it worked brilliantly. So that it's a it's a proven formula. And you it, you could go into other things um, that have d- done similar style lies things that you know run a series, and you pull certain elements out of it to keep the connective tissue even though you've changed so much of the, the other stuff. Um, so you're not doing a complete hard reset, mm-hmm. but you're doing uh, enough of reset. And, and if you look at the three trilogies separately, they do for, follow that same formula. You know, you have the, in the, the prequels you have, or even Phantom Menace, um, the trade federation right yeah yeah, yeah that was the, the empire yeah. but it, it's the, um, yeah you know. and then it turned into what was the, uh, the the sequel was the um the new order or whatever right yeah yeah um and then well the the the, the sequels um in new hope uh, not new hope uh force awakens and all, all them it's first order first order uh, that's it sorry but it, yeah. again it was very much it was the empire yeah you know and those who've read the books kind of understand this concept better because that's how the, a lot of the books play out. 
especially the legacy books, that even after the destruction of the second Death Star, where in the movies it seems like, oh, well, now the Empire is gone completely. They're not. There is that the main portion of the Empire is, but the Empire was so spread out amongst the galaxy that not everyone got the message. Yeah, no. <laughs> and it's very easy for somebody to pick. Still you know. spend a lot of time trying to battle the remnants of the Empire. So the, the main part of the Empire has been defeated, but the Empire is still out there yeah. and they're still battling and they're still trying to control things. And mm-hmm. now it's become more of a struggle because they don't have the support from a top, but they're trying to cover, mm-hmm. you know, protect themselves. And then you have a struggle or a battle for who takes over. Enter Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah, um, I can't wait to see him on screen. Oh, uh, that from the he was one of my favorite characters from the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and Mar Jade, and Mar yeah. Jade's not going to happen now, definitely. But yeah, uh, it would have been cool. Yeah, uh, but uh, Thrawn was was an excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where the the Empire the Emperor was more this cloaked figure of yeah. mystery mm-hmm. he used the very calculated and um meticulous and planned out bad guy mm-hmm. yeah so it, he's been in the shadows uh of the you know like rogue one he was there without being there mm-hmm. um you know he, he's the science division so we're getting a lot of hints now, like the the white uniforms that we saw in Andor, um, and in Rogue One, and because that that's him in the science division mm-hmm. that who have the the white uniforms. So him to show up now in Ahsoka, um, I mean he he was in he was in Rebels, wasn't he? Yes. I haven't gone there yet for the Rebels, but yeah, no, he was in it. But that's why I, I just yeah. you know he's coming, and I just can't wait to see him in live action. He's a fantastic antagonist. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'd, I'd look forward to seeing him in live action and you know, seeing more of him. Uh, Back excited. on the the, the Taiki, Taika Watiti thing, um, yep. are they? Do you think they they would give him a one and a one and done like standalone movie, or are they gonna? You know, because I'm assuming just because of what happened with the sequel trilogies, they're gonna tread lightly and not try to say, hey, here's a new trilogy coming. You know what I mean? And hope that. Maybe just drop that one standalone, hope that the fan base takes it, and then move from there. You know what I mean? Um, I think, yeah, I think they're they're keeping it very close to the vest at the moment. That here's a movie, mm-hmm. and let's see from there. Now, supposedly, there's all these other ones that have been said to be in the work and whatnot, and we still haven't heard anything. Like um, Rogue Squadron, that was mm-hmm. definitely that's coming out. That, that's here it comes, and we'll get back to you on that. I think they're still working on that, aren't they? We'll get I back they, to you on that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what <I'm>, yeah. <laughs> come out it's in twenty twenty six. Not even on the uh, the ledger for a, a, a um, it's coming out this year. You know this. You know, in 2024, here's the block of movies coming out. It's not even in 2025, on 2025, here's the blocks of movies. It's not on any of those anymore. Okay. Um, so, no good idea ever dies. Mm-hmm. But it, it's uh, kind of been moved to the back burner 
yeah. as of now, from my understanding. Uh, but Kevin Feige was supposed to be working on a movie and, or stuff. And then uh, supposedly the guy who did Last Jedi, they're still. Um, not, not Ryan Johnson. Yeah, Ryan Johnson. Oh, God. Uh, entertaining <laughs> the idea of doing stuff with him. I'll oh, put it God. that way. Please, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> but until it actually happens. Um, but I, I think they're they're liking doing these series more yeah. because it has definitely put a resurgence of into, life. Into the you show. Know, yeah. yeah. It brought it back um, into Star Wars and making it more accessible to people who didn't buy into the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but just you, you, Man- Mandalorian put it back on the map because everybody was right. just being really critical of, over Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. And, then, you know, so that left a sour taste. And then all of a sudden, here comes the Mandalorian. And then, all right, we're back. The buzz came, you know. But I I, I think it pushed it beyond that. Um, I think, it, I mean, it, the the old crotchety men like ourselves, who <laughs> uh, particularly you, Yes. Who did not like the the <laughs> sequel trilogies, particularly you. Particularly uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Yeah. Um. Who, who spoke up against the you know the direction of things? If it was if you didn't grow up on the movies, watching any of the movies, then why would you go see the the sequel trilogies and? Um, which was much more fan service and to continue things along and stuff. If you weren't in into Star Wars as a movie franchise before, you had no reason to go and watch those or to be part of it. It wasn't there. There was nothing in it for you. There was um nothing to make an attachment. Mm-hmm. So here comes the Mandalorian. Um, it is something new. It's on a streaming service to make it actually a lot more accessible to people who don't want to go see the movies. Oh, and then they put a cute little Muppet in it, yeah. <laughs> which as a device pulls, he's a fantastic character mm-hmm. um, because it's non-communicative. There's no, there's, not a direct back and forth dialogue. Right. It is, you know, it is the adult talking, and then you get just these huge range of facial expressions from probably one of the best puppets made in mm-hmm. a long time. The huge range of facial expressions, um, the, the cooing noises, the the innocence of this character, which is something that you've never had in star wars you Mm -hmm. they tried it with the ewoks it didn't play out the same way because next thing they're running with clubs bows and arrows and Mm -hmm. you know first they want to eat the main characters and now that they're you know beating up on (laughs) stormtroopers so yeah they're, they're cute and fuzzy which is great for the kids but it doesn't play out the same as grogu does Right. Well, there was also the mystery aspect because you don't know where he came from. You don't know where, where the, he doesn't communicate. So you don't know what he's thinking. He's you know? still in a stroller and he's 50 years old. <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. You know, you know, the empire wants him. They, I guess they want his blood or something, but you know, outside of that, it's just a mysterious, you know, he's a unknown species like Yoda and you don't know what the heck, where they're going with him to this date. You still don't know where they're going with them. <laughs> no, but you had, so you, you had that, you had this whole new cast of characters again with the common thread of the, the empire whole new cast of characters and you got time to learn who they are mm-hmm. because you had 12 episodes right again about six hours um and you don't have that in any of the movies you know you you had a little bit they did a better job with it. I can put it this way in, in a new hope of giving you like force feeding you backstory while the action's going on. Um, and they kind of lost that art nowadays, even in the prequels that you, you didn't get that. Mm. Uh, cause it's like, Oh, well here's Obi-Wan, you know, Obi-Wan already. There you go. There you have it. Well, no, we know nothing of Obi-Wan. Okay, exactly. we're learning a little bit. Okay, oh, he had a teacher. His teacher was Qui-Gon Jinn. Oh, and he died early. And oh, no, Obi-Wan's the master, and he's teaching Anakin. Well, we knew that already, so we haven't learned anything more. Mm. Because Vader goes, oh, now the masters become, you know, the, the students become the, the master and the teacher or whatever. So we we knew that. Uh, you know, and, 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 you know, or, and even, um, Kenobi tells us, you know, oh, he was a pupil of mine and blah, blah, blah. Right. So the prequels didn't teach, teach us anything more about Anakin than what we already knew from the one movie that he was in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, true. Uh, so again, they, they, they didn't build, you know, build enough of the his story which is why wherever we got the kenobi series they finally cleaned it up and gave us more of his character it's like oh i had a brother oh i was a young age and mm-hmm. so they they were able to tell us more of it because again you had six hours so going back to mandalorian it's it's the same thing you you had six hours to build out the world of established bad guy that's still kind of hanging around but kind of in a disheveled state from what we we knew him in the the movies these new characters that you haven't gotten exposed to but they're very human Mm -hmm. as far as you know emotional highs emotional lows um it's learning each other it it is something that we haven't gotten in Star Wars, which is a a present father figure. Yeah, and you know they were both two very mysterious characters in the first season, and you you get glimpses and pieces of of them and learn just more and more, and it, it's. It was a fantastic ride for everyone to go along with. And it really just, it took everyone's hands and we walked nicely through 
this this well-crafted story right and and that's the thing is as much as i'd like again i might be repeating myself but it's like as much as i'd like to see another movie if i'm getting a better story i'd rather watch the series if i'm gonna get a better story and i think again that's why they they have promised us movies and they're 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 working on it but i don't think they're pushing it as hard as if they did not have these series Mm-hmm. And because these series have really revitalized the franchise. Yeah. You know, Marvel's a whole different story because you you have the Marvel the movies and the series going back and forth hand in hand and different stuff and th- that's a whole different ball game and that's a a franchise that still has a lot of life to it. Yeah. And I think they're doing a good balance between the, their their series and their movies. So, it, right. you know. Where Star Wars, when Episode Nine happened, and they were betting on the one-off movies, you know, they, that they were going to do, you know, mm-hmm. a Star Wars story. Yes. You know, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Solo, a Star Solo. Wars story. Yeah. And that really didn't grab as as well as they thought it did mm-hmm. there was nothing left yeah and if it wasn't for disney plus we may be in another lull like after yeah return after jedi another after, 20 years yeah. there was as you know there was nothing and nothing. They, they tried animated series you know, the other the droid tales and the ewoks uh and the, the specials but nothing was really connecting in 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 keeping that franchise alive it it was practically a dead franchise and then okay you you had the remastered editions come out in the 90s and then the the prequels finally came and they they reignited the spark a little bit but again not enough after episode 3 again nothing mm-hmm. and then george finally said okay i'm, I'm selling off to to disney and um disney announced that okay we're gonna make three new movies so it's like okay great but it wasn't necessarily the movies that the the fanboys wanted so it's like oh well this and that and then complain and whine about this and complain why about hey you got star wars back do you think um we all know that George wanted to wait for all the technology and stuff like that, but do you think that hurt him by waiting? Cause you know, the original thing was he wanted to do a nine, a nine part movie about the Skywalkers or whatever, but by waiting that long, did he hurt the franchise a little bit? Well, George was going to do a movie, what every two years. That well, when he does the trilogies, yeah, I think it came out oh, like no, once, uh, once every initially, year or whatever. Two. You know, he, he made the first movie, we made the second one. Those, oh, no, you're I'm talking about it initially, one. yes, yes, yeah, you're right. he was going to make a right every two years. I'm going to get you a Star Wars movie and it's going to be moving forward and this and that. And right. you know, I, you know, he was going to Star Wars 15, and um, but then he got caught up with the technology stuff, right? And then he was like, okay, I'm going to wait until it gets better so I can make the Star Wars movie that I want to make. Because he was limited with what he could do, right? And 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 I understand that, but I don't know if I completely believe him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I yeah, 
it, it may be an unpopular opinion and stuff, but I don't think I think he had something in his imagination. But as far as a very definitive story, I don't think he had that. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think part of the excuse was all oh, the technology wasn't there. Mm. Um, because I could argue that when the prequels came out, the technology still wasn't there. Right. Because visually, some of that stuff doesn't hold up that well. Granted, it pushed the envelope of... Of that time. Uh, uh, right, of that time of digital technology and, and rendering and um, CGI characters and CGI environments. So you, you really, you start... If it wasn't for those movies, I don't think we would have the special effects that we have today. Mm. Um, but at that time, like I said, I could argue it's, it still wasn't ready where it should be. And my proof is you take Phantom Menace um, and the CGI in Phantom Menace and you put it next to the CGI and the effects in uh, Rise of Skywalker mm. or even Force Awakens. Right. And it it's <laughs> it pales. Mm-hmm. You know, when the when the hover tanks are coming over that that ridge, like <laughs> that looks like the the Windows ninety five wallpaper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it w- <clears throat> and it wasn't like, you know, because some people might well George some people might say, well, the sequels didn't weren't that good because George wasn't in control of that. But, you know, I'm 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 a reminder that the prequels weren't that great either when they first came out. You know, right. a lot when of people the, there was backlash on that. So the prequels, a lot of people forget, weren't completely well received and, and to a certain segment of people that are still not well received. Um, it, it was the kids. And this is where I said that. Time does forgive. Mm-hmm. Um, so the generation that grew up in the 90s with the prequels being their Star Wars are the ones that are now in control and they've kicked us to the side. Right. Uh, and they love the prequels. Because that that's that was their Star Wars. That's what they saw in the movies. That, you know, and they, that's what pulled them in, and which is great. Um. But this is what I'm saying. Eventually, you know, time has shown us that the group that grew up with the sequel trilogy will eventually take over because they're only seven, eight, nine, ten years old. Mm-hmm. When they get to their 20s and 30s, yeah, they'll and look they have back the money. Yeah, they'll look back and, at them nostalgic. Yeah. That that was my deal. Ray and Finn and Poe and Rose. That's my Star Wars and Kylo Ren. Um, so at some point, now it may not take twenty years to get to that point. That may happen even in fifteen years. Yeah, mm-hmm. from the point that those movies came out. But I, I still think if that's gonna get the, 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 something, will have to come out to. Uh, I don't know, make the prequel, the sequel trilogies seem better. Cause I don't know if I said that right, but for me, the clone wars, watching the clone wars and all that, 
made the prequel trilogy better. Because I remember going back to watch those saying, these don't suck as much now. <laughs> and I right. think it was because of the clones. You have, you know. they filled in a lot more content. And I think we will get there with, uh, with the sequel trilogy in due time. At the moment, we're still playing the, the prequel and um, the in-between time sandbox. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't be surprised that at some point with Mandalorian and what's going on in that segment, because... You have Andor and Clone um, Bad Batch. That stuff is taking place between Empire and New Hope. But Mandalorian and Ahsoka um, and Skeleton Crew take place between Jedi and A New Hope. So at what point do we start to see the First Order show up? Because we're st- we're still getting the remnants of the Empire, but at some point the First Order takes over, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that they didn't do quite as good of a job explaining in uh, in the sequel trilogies. Is all right, you have the First Order; they have all these big, amazing, wonderful things, but what is their what is their footing? What is what is their um, hold on everything? Mm-hmm. Um, where before it was understood that you know the empire, the empire is in control of everything. Okay, we got rid of the empire. First order is now around, but the republic still runs everything. So, what what is this first order? Yeah, and they they but, never. That's something I think they never really explain. It's like the first order is there, okay, but what is what is the first order? Just a bunch of people with starships, right? You know. But I think they would. That would probably have to be a different. Like I don't think the series that are going now can they lead the Mandalorian into that to the first order? You know what I mean? Like I don't know if they could tie that in. Um, no, but uh, but I'm what I'm saying is that maybe not the Mandalorian, but. A, a another show. Name it first like, order. Like I guess like even Andor is doing. Huh? Right. Name it first order. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, at this point, you probably could even start doing that with Skeleton Crew. I mean, mm. it's again, something we know nothing about. Right. Um, start introducing the first order, and it's like because really. In in my understanding is that the first order is just the evolution of the empire. Right. So the empire is gone. You know what's left? Okay, we're calling ourselves the first order, or were they a special segment of the empire? Again, this, you know the empire was all over the place. Mm-hmm. And whenever we saw the the demise of the emperor and the destruction of the Death Star two and Jedi, you still had all these other guys going on, around out there. So. Um, was the first order a a wedge of the complete pie that was the the empire? It's like okay, well we're the strongest now. You know, it's our job to to try and rebuild and and move things forward. Mm-hmm. And to me, that makes sense. Right. It's probably the same mission. They're just different. It's just called different now. Right. Um, but 
we never got that piece of the puzzle to to put that together and um really really flesh that out mm. and i think if we get that going and that fleshed out if we could if we could explain the bad guy more everything else with the good guys falls a little more into place mm-hmm. like uh, you know there was a resistance what are they resisting they're the ones in control yeah. and i i i think that's where the sequels kind of missed the boat is that you know the resistance is actually the guys in control because mm-hmm. the the republic yeah the re- rebels took over <laughs> they yeah. they seized Coruscant and they they're the ones that took over right <laughs> We're resisting. We, you're the ones in control. How are you resisting yourselves? Right. <laughs> the new orders, uh, the first order is actually the the rebellion. It's, yeah, exactly. It's the yeah, they of roles, but they switched. Never... <laughs> yeah, and and uh, that might help. That might help to to turn the opinions. But it's until that comes out, it's you know it's hard to. I don't know. The old men like yourself are you know going to be <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there's stuff out there there's stories out there that can be told and will, you know they could uh, explain more and go off on it more um, it's just a matter of time I mean again swinging back around to uh, Tales of a Jedi mm-hmm. you know what they did in those 14 minute blocks um, was magic you know pure storytelling just completely magical Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it again spoke volumes and it was well balanced um so i guess let's sum it up what would your letter grade uh number grade on a scale of one to ten how would you rate tales of a jedi wow 10 being I, the best one being the lowest yeah i'd have to give it a nine and a half because i really enjoyed that <clears throat> If the first episode wasn't as slow in the first in the beginning, I might have I might have gave it a ten because I enjoyed. There wasn't a second I was going, I was being critical. I soaked it. I enjoyed the heck out of it. So it's hard to it's hard to kill it. Yeah, no, I I I think I'll give it the full on ten. Um, yeah. E- even with the the slightly slower parts of that first episode, but it. It didn't. The whole episode didn't drag. Mm-hmm. It, it was just the first several minutes. I agree. Um, so maybe half of it. Okay. I'll, I'll shave but. off a quarter for the for the slow beginning and and a half a point, half, a quarter of a point for the the Inquisitor being taken out in two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so there's my half point. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's hard for me to say nine and a half. Nine and a half is 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 probably more accurate. Yeah. Um, but it it's it it's it's beautifully done. Um, the animation's beautiful. The storytelling is is spot on. I mean, it, it it's it's not perfection, but it's it's right next to it. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent agree. And um, like I said, I hope he had it. I hope he had either another napkin or another side of that napkin, so we can get six more episodes. Because you know, phenomenal. If we could get a season two and you had to pick two characters to, mm. to do a season two with in, in the same format, six 
short formatted shows. In the Clone Wars era? Like in out of those characters in that? Um let's stick with the Clone Wars era. Yeah. That's a tough question. Two guys. Oh, it doesn't have to be guys. Well, two yeah, I know what you're talking about. Two two, two characters. characters. Um I liked Maul, so if they wanted to throw me a Maul, I'll, I'll watch a little bit of him. And I didn't mind Cad Bane. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing Cad Bane again. Okay. A little backstory to my man there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that that would be interesting. I'd be down with those. See, mm-hmm. I was thinking um, Windu. Mm-hmm. Yep. But see, me, yeah, him, I would say, but I want him in live action. I want well, I, the, I, like the like his, you know, apprenticeship. Right. Yes. Gotcha. Um, you know, a little bit of his apprenticeship, or or like, was he doing something during Phantom Menace other than sitting around in the the temple, you know? Right. Contemplating the wonders of life. Did they ever say who hit was who was his master? Like, who did he train under? Did they ever say that? Because I can't recall, and that would be that would be a nice little. I want to say they at some point it came out, but I I couldn't tell you who. Yeah, it, it, maybe they didn't. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought you know it's like oh he tra- was trained by. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, yeah, maybe more. Yeah, probably more. I because or act. Now here would be something, and I don't know if they this would work with Tales of the Jedi. First of all, because it has nothing to do with Jedi's. Um, but the Caminos, the Caminians, whatever. I forget what they're they're, but. Mm. I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. How they got roped into making the clones. Like, who came to them and sat gotcha. down? Because supposedly it was a Jedi. Mm-hmm. But it couldn't have been... Uh, it, it couldn't have been Count Dooku because that doesn't match up to the best of my knowledge. Unless if the, it was something that we didn't see in this. Because, you know, he said, oh, I've done this and I've done... He's done stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what is that stuff? So, I mean, you're kind of led to believe it's him, but you know, we, we don't, we haven't been shown that or told that definitively, to the best of my knowledge. So, how the whole clone army came about, you know, how did they pick this guy, you know, how did they pick Jango Fett, and how did they, you know, do all this stuff? So, I think that would be something interesting. To get a little more, a little more information on. Yeah, that would be. I mean, I'll, whatever, any of it, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll watch it. <laughs> it's all, it's all good stuff. And, and as I said, it, it's, it's a fantastic time to be a, a Star Wars fan because we are just giving so much wealth of goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the the future looks promising with. With everything that's on the horizon, um, you know the the anime uh, Star Wars is getting a, a second season, so we'll get more of 
that just stylized and nothing to do with anything other than really cool storytelling with the really cool animation. Uh, you know, in getting, as I said, uh, Mandalorian season three is is literally right around the corner. Um, uh, Ahsoka, Skeleton Crew, uh, Bad Batch season two, which is again not too too far off. And I'm sure I'm forgetting stuff, but that that's uh, oh um, oh the video game. Um, Fallen Order. Fallen Order two, two, yeah. Because that's that's canonical. Mm-hmm. So where does that go? And uh, you know, that's something I would love to see cross over a little more as well. Mm-hmm. So a lot of lot of good stuff. A lot of yeah. good stuff. And I don't think they're oversaturating it with all this because they're spreading it out nicely. Where yes, you know, you know, you're not getting hit over the head, and you think you got to catch up on on everything, you know. So it's they're doing it right. Just as long as they stay the course, I'm happy. <laughs> not that they, not that their main mission is to make me feel good, you know, but no, still, no. I'm happy. <laughs> you know, with with Filoni and Favreau in charge, uh, we got people who really care about the franchise who really looking after it um who appreciate it for what it is and as much as they're making it their own they're not trying to make it at least it it's not giving the impression of they're trying to make their mark on it they are just they're trying to expand it with the most delicate way possible in in the um most fun way possible they're they're just they're just they're really looking after it Mm -hmm. and and treating it with what's been done treating it with respect and understanding the um understanding the job ahead of them and what what's been given to them and to you know, this is someone's child and to treat it properly and as such. Yeah, I, I think they know what the fan base – they don't 100% know what the fan base wants, but they, they have a, a an inkling of what we want to see. And they have done a great job showing us what we want to see. You know what I mean? So, yep. yeah, again, I'm on board as long as they keep, you know – giving us what we want to see in that in that realm I, i'm i'm all on board man you know bring it on bring it <laughs> dave thank you again for coming on uh thank you for discussing this uh mm-hmm. fantastic conversation as yeah. always yes thank you for having okay. me on good stuff my pleasure and we'll be talking soon absolutely thank you again to dave for joining me in our discussion about the tales of the jedi What did you think of Tales of the Jedi? What was your favorite episode? Did you learn something? Let us know. Join the conversation. Our Facebook group is facebook.com slash WDMagicCast. On Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, we are at WDMagicCast. And also make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can find us also at WDMagicCast. Leave us a voice message through the Anchor app or anchor.fm website or record a message electronically and email it to us at email at wdmagicast.com. You can also check out our website, 
at wdmagicast.com where you can find links to all of these plus any suggestions or questions that you may have there's a form you can fill out there and send it to us or just email us at email at wdmagicast.com links to all these including the new shiny website are in the show notes i want to thank you for your time i know how little time we all have nowadays and the fact that we've got to spend some of this time together really means a lot to me and to the team over here to all of us i cannot thank you enough but i can please ask of you go to apple Podcasts, go to stitcher leave us a rating or review we have all five star reviews at the moment uh, keep them coming the more reviews that we get it helps other people find out about the show. Apple will do their uh, job and start promoting the show more. Same with Stitcher. Or you could do it too. Go on the social networks. Share out a link to the show of your favorite episodes. And let people know about the WD Magic Cast. Also tell your friends about everything that's going on here. Join our social media. And uh, yeah, because the more people listening to the WD Magic Cast, the better. Walt believed in a big Disney family, so do I. Don't forget to just subscribe to the show while you're at it. This way you always know when new episodes are posted. And while you're at it, also consider becoming a premium subscriber. Really help the show out. You can do this over at anchor.fm slash WDMagicCast slash support. Or find our Patreon page. You can also check out our merchandise shop. Get yourself some fun WD Magic Cast stuff with the new logo on it. It's fantastic. I've gotten myself a whole bunch. And it it looks... I'm, I may be biased, but it looks great. And, hey, the holidays are coming up. It will make a fantastic gift. On a shirt, on a hoodie, on a, a jacket, on a sticker. If you like the vinyl stickers, if you like mugs, we got it there. Check them out. Links to all these are in the show notes as well and on our website. Remember, this show is brought to you by listeners like you. In Japan, broken objects are often repaired with gold. These flaws is seen as a unique piece of the object's history, which adds to its beauty. Consider this when you feel broken. Be your own hero. Never give up. Never give in. Now, I'd like to end this week's show with a quote from Walt Disney himself. If I can't find a theme, I can't make a film anyone else will feel. I can't laugh at intellectual humor. I'm just, a, I'm just corny enough to like to have a story hit me over the heart. Again, that's from Walt Disney. Thank you again for listening, everyone. And I'll see you next time.